Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you're listening to this next installment here, it is uh, continuing my uh, FBS College Football Breakdown Series and continuing to break down all 133 FBS College Football teams. In this installment, I am continuing with the uh, Rutgers Scarlet Knights, who last season went 4-8, and 1-8 and eight in the Big Ten, Looking at their season last year, very good defensively, uh, especially the first half of the season. They were in the top tops of the Big Ten in most of the defensive categories, but they just ran out of gas down the stretch, and it really showed. And this year they've added some pieces that can hopefully um, fix that depth, but then the offense has to hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, this could very well be a make-or-break year for Greg Schiano and that staff at Rutgers. It would be interesting to see moving forward what that could, what it could lead to. But looking at their schedule, there is a way to get to a bowl game. It's, it's going to be difficult as they do have a, um, a tough schedule, but uh, it's possible. So let's go ahead and just uh, jump right into the breakdown. Um, Rutgers plays at... SHI Stadium um, seats 52,454. It's a it's a great stadium when when it's rocking and when the fans are involved and everything. Um, but lately they've they've kind of struggled a bit, so it, it's one of those stadiums that hasn't been able, that they haven't been able to fill as much as you would like. But it's a it's a great venue to catch a football game, and when Rutgers is playing well. That fan base supports them like no other. I mean, it's uh, we've seen in their heyday um, with Greg Schiano what he could do there, and uh, it's I think giving time, and I think this that the <coughs> administration is fully behind and fully supporting him um, that that they can get SHI Stadium rocking again. Um, continuing now, looking at uh, Coach on the Rise, uh, I, I am choosing uh, uh, Damier Shaw, who's the running backs coach. He's in his fourth season at Rutgers, a younger coach. Uh, served as a student assistant at Temple from 2013 to 15. Then was a uh, GA at Temple as a wide receiver coach. Went to Baylor as offensive quality control coach from 17 to 18, and then uh Fordham in 2019 as the wide receivers coach. Went to the Carolina Panthers in 2020 as an assistant wide receiver coach. Then 2020-2021 joined uh, Rutgers as a director of player development. And then 2022 was the wide receivers coach. And then this year he is now the running backs coach. So a younger coach who's risen through the ranks uh, pretty quickly. Um, has, has done well in every stop that he's made. And made the most of his opportunity and th those are the kind of coaches that I look for in this in this little uh, segment here coach with a coach on the rise he was also listed by 24/7 sports 30 under 30 in 2022 so a great uh, accolade for him but a young coach who <clears throat> really has uh, the opportunity to rise through the ranks and rise pretty quickly. <clears throat> Looking at the Scarlet Knights 2023 schedule, they open up Sunday, September 3rd against Northwestern. 
uh, two teams in the Big Ten that are that getting that win could propel their season into a completely different direction. Um, so a big game there, really. Then they turn around, play Temple, and then Virginia Tech. Interesting opportunity there at home. I will say they struggled with Temple last year in Philly. You know, Virginia Tech has been down the past couple years. Uh, they will be improved, though, so um, tough test there. Then they go to Michigan, and then they host Wagner, go to Wisconsin, Michigan State, at Indiana, Ohio State, at Iowa, at Penn State, in Maryland. <clears throat> so starting off the season quickly with a handful of wins is going to be huge. If they can get that Virginia Tech game especially, I think it really sets them up well to be 4-1 and one potentially exiting the month of September. Worst case scenario, they need to be 3-2 and two, um, and then need to win three Big Ten games, which, which is doable. It's doable with the defense that they have. Um, now we're going to position-by-position position breakdown now, looking at the offense. Uh, the quarterback position should belong to uh, Gavin Wimsett. He started six games last season. But he only completed 44.8% of his passes, which is, which was uh, one of the obviously one of the worst in the country. Um, he threw for 757 yards, five touchdowns, and seven interceptions. He looked more relaxed, confident, and accurate in the spring. I think getting things to slow down a little bit and getting acclimated, more acclimated to the offense, and getting used to things uh, helped is helping him. So hopefully, moving forward, he can fix the accuracy concerns. Um, the running back room has four talented backs uh, that the offense will lean on. Uh, Samuel Brown, the fifth, Kyle Menagodi, and Aaron Young, and Al Shadi Shalam all bring great things to the table. Uh, Brown was off to a great start last season uh, before suffering a season-ending foot injury. <coughs> and then the other guys stepped in well. But this, this rotation could really bode well for this offense as they need to really rely and lean on that running game. And having four backs to do so really helps them. Uh, the receiving core needs more production. Um, wide receivers Chris Long and uh, Christian Dremel return, as does productive tight end Johnny Langan. Uh, it's the addition of wide receiver Nashim Brantley from Western Illinois that uh that's big he had 53 receptions 893 yards and nine touchdowns last season at the fcs level and he is on nfl scouts radar um, this is a player that people at that level are looking at already and they see that he can be productive and and it'll be interesting to see how that translates into the big 10 as he should be the focal point in the receiving core um, the offensive line has a lot to improve on but there are returners to lean on uh, left tackle Holland Pierce, left guard Curtis Dunlap, center Ireland Brown, and right guard Mike Capofini uh, give the staff something to build around. <laughs> now shifting to the defense. Uh, the defensive line returns some talented pieces. Um, defensive ends, Wesley Bailey and Aaron Lewis have high motors. And then defensive tackles, Mayan, Ahantu, and uh, Keontae Hamilton are stout. Then there's the addition of defensive tackle Isaiah Iton from Ole Miss that is massive for depth. Um, a good, good, solid group there on the defensive line. Uh, looking at the linebacker unit now, 
Uh, the linebacker core returns quality depth as well. Uh, Deion Jennings had 91 tackles, and Tareem Powell had 71 tackles, and they both stood out last season. And then both Moses Walker and uh, Makad Ture uh, return from injuries. Uh, this could cause a shift back to Rutgers' preferred 4-3 front that, they're, that they want to do defensively. Having both those guys back uh, from injury is big. Um, then the secondary returns quality players and cornerbacks, Max Melton and Robert Longerbeam, along with safeties Desmond Igbenison and uh, Shaquan Loyal. Then the additions of cornerback Eric Rogers from Northern Illinois and then safety flip Dixon from Minnesota are massive. Both those guys could step in and start potentially um, even with the returners. <coughs> Excuse me. Now looking at special teams, Rutgers must replace punter Adam Korzak, who who won the Ray Guy Award last year as the best punter in college football. Um, Flynn, Apple, Flynn Appleby seems to be the next in line. Another Australian for them. And then kicker uh, Jude McAdamy returns after having a solid season. Now, final analysis is my thoughts on Rutgers, my personal opinion. Uh, Rutgers should have one of the top defenses in the Big Ten, like they did last year in the first half of the season before they just ran out of gas. But it will boil down to how much the offense can progress. I mean, that's that's the key here, getting better quarterback play, um, being able to lean on that running game in the offensive line, improving, um, just progressing as a whole unit. Um, a tough schedule is daunting, like I like I pointed out, getting Virginia Tech at home. But some of those those Big Ten road games at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Iowa, at Penn State, and throwing at Indiana. I mean, that's tif- that's tough. But relying on a strong defense and running game, and then I think winning the turnover battle could lead to bowl eligibility for Rutgers. When you're a program that that has to rely on uh, your defense uh, keeping you in games like the way that they do, and and the margin for error is smaller because you lack depth in certain areas, you have to control the controllables. And I think if Rutgers is able to do that, they, they have the pieces in place to have a successful season. It just boils down to, can they do those things? Like I said, if the offense progresses, then this team has a, has a real shot to make a bowl game this year. So hope you enjoyed this breakdown. Uh, I love doing these. One of the favorite things that I do. Um, please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.